Hello and welcome to UPL Insights, a digital media series from UPL led by our friends, colleagues and experts across the world. In this series, we bring together leaders in sustainable farming, food systems and climate resilience to explore the challenges and developments defining the global agricultural landscape today. My name is Sirbi Kothari and I'm based at UPL's headquarters in Mumbai, India. But today, I'll be speaking with different UPL representatives from different geographies across UPL's global network to discuss a commodity to which we all depend, rice. Rice cultivation is significant for local farming communities, for national economies, and for global food security. It is an important source of employment and income, particularly in rural areas. And around one-fifth of our global population depend upon it for their livelihood. It is one of the most widely consumed grains in the world and the staple food for more than half of the world's population believed upon over 3.5 billion people for 20% of their daily calories. It has been cultivated for centuries, despite the fact that it is incredibly labor sensitive, requires substantial water, as well as warm and humid weather conditions. Yet, even though rice is produced in around 120 countries worldwide, there are clear regional rice powerhouses that dominate global rice production, with India and China together accounting for over 50% of the worldwide rice production. And nine of the top 10 rice producing countries are located in Southeast Asia. Beyond their favorable climate conditions and fertile land, what else is the source for this region's rice supremacy? What practices, expertise, technologies, and innovations can they share to realize the potential of the rice sector in other markets? Empower rice growers worldwide, lower carbon emissions, achieve worldwide self-sufficiency, and secure our global food future. What solutions and successes can we take from one market and apply in another? At UPL, we are also strong believers in the power of collaboration to share ideas, insights, practices to deliver lasting change for farmer communities, food systems, and global agricultural landscape. So on that note, I'd like to introduce our guests, each of which play an important role in UPL's major rice markets, India, West Africa, and Southeast Asia. Firstly, we have Roop Basant Nagar, Techno Commercial Services Lead in India. Roop has 18 years of research and development experience and has been with UPL Productive Development Team for over three years working on a variety of innovative product launches for the India market. Also joining us today is Randy Gustaman, UPL's Country Technical Development Lead for Indonesia. Rahdi has been closely involved in the rice sector for several years, 
working directly with farmers to understand their pain points and responding with a range of innovative inputs and technologies. And finally, we have Abdullah Kabor, Rice Development Manager in West and Central Africa. Abdullah has 18 years of experience in agricultural development and works to connect UPN and Advanta with rice entities to facilitate access to our integrated offer of high quality rice seeds, crop protection and nutrition solutions to unlock productivity and potential. Thank you to our guests. So I'd like to start with you, Roop. What do you think has enabled India to become not only the second largest producer of rice, but the largest exporter of the crop in the world? Yeah. So uh, this is a great fact that uh, India has become the second largest producer and uh, the largest uh, exporter in the world. The journey began from short supplies. We faced Bengal famine when we lost uh, six lakhs people due to famine and then self-sufficiency and the number one exporter in the world. There are many factors uh, during these uh, 50, 60 years. The big one is big support from research institute with the high yielding varieties. And today in India, we grow almost uh, 1200 plus high yielding varieties. Out of them, 30 varieties are major, which are grown over 70% of rice production area. So these high yielding varieties has given good boost to increase the yield overall. Some other factors like farm mechanization, it has supported this in a big way. So initially the farm sector was completely dependent on cattle driven equipments. And now it has replaced with the very sophisticated machines we have for land preparation, improved peddlers, rotavators, which are again helping the farmer to grow more and more rice. We have combined harvesters to save the time. Some other factors like uh, sufficient use of fertilizer, which again contributed in this higher production in India. The industry again supported the farmers and this increased production in a big way. Especially the yield rovers, the wheat problem, insect problem and disease problem. So over these years, industry has provided a lot of noble chemistry to manage the weeds, insects, and diseases. Because in rice crop, you have a big problem of weed, especially as compared to the other crop, because you don't have any mechanism to go for interculture operation or so. So chemical control for weed, weed management has been the instrumental tool to control. And thanks to the industry, uh, we have a lot of noble and new chemistry to manage this problem. So as for insect and diseases also. There was a great push from a government side also, a political push for construction of many, research, many irrigation dams, which is providing, which is ensuring actually uh, uh, availability of water. And this is how many parts of the country we have two rice seasons, which is again contributing to the production in India. Government is supporting with the uh, MSP, minimum support price, and encouraging farmer to uh, produce more and more by increasing their income. Again, uh, government is ensuring uh, availability of fertilizers 
So there is no uh, shortage of fertilizer in these years. And again, government has supported these processing units by providing them financially with loans and all. So the overall, this is uh, supported in terms of making India second producer and again, largest exporter in the world, especially in terms of export. So somebody can export only when they have self-sufficiency and produce those surplus amount of quality produce. And luckily in India, uh, India is producing uh, surplus uh, rice and with good quality. So these are the reasons which makes India the second largest producer of rice and number one exporter in the world. And Randy, what changes have you seen in last 10 years in the development and adoption of new technologies? And how are they changing the game for local rice farmers, communities and economies? Okay, first of all, thank you very much, uh, Surabhi. Basically, we have known that uh, Asia is uh, one of the biggest area in the world that provide or produce the rice. And especially for the Southeast Asia, we have a very like a 48 million hectares for rice harvest area. And then uh, this is a very huge area that we have to uh, concern about this. And then if you look at the technology right now, it's uh, very traditional, yeah? We have uh, maybe 10 years back, we, uh, we will see that our technology is very traditional. But nowadays we have uh, facing like information and technology era. So there are so many uh, producer or um, chemical agrochemical company come to us, to our farmer. They provide a lot of solution. And then UPL has a big uh, role for this changing. Why? Because we have uh, one of the very good technology and then we have started in Indonesia. We, are call, we call it as a PDXPR. So later on, we are going to, uh, as you see in my background, yeah, PDXPR. It is a, one of our uh, proud in South Asia. We are going to start in Indonesia. This is a very, very useful tool for the not only for the farmer, for the all stakeholder in agriculture, yeah, because uh, it is it can identify our weeds problem, our disease, our pest, and after that it can provide a recommendation what kind of UPL uh, have, yeah, what kind of technology that UPL have, and then provide to our farmer, and then after that uh, it can be connect to our retailer. So it is very very useful. And then it can help the farmer as fast as uh, it can. It can. So that's very, very useful uh, tools. So that I mean. Right. I, yeah. Abdullah, I understand that earlier this year, UPL launched the Rice Race Coalition, a new cross-industry pan-African initiative to design, implement, and sustain commercial rice value chains across the continent. Uh, please, could you tell us more about the ambition of the coalition and how it will help achieve rice self-sufficiency for the continent? Thank you, Surabi. Uh, you know, in West Africa, uh, there are tremendous potential to grow, in, uh, to grow enough rice to feed our growing population. Instead of uh, relying on uh, import for 40%, 
of our rice need. And uh, UPL, uh, through our DSCO, uh, started uh, an initiative, a rice project, West and Central Africa Rice Project in 2019, with uh, the Alliance for African Green Revolution in Africa to support rice production and food autonomy across West Africa. So we are targeting to double the yield on 600,000 hectares across a couple of countries, uh, major rice producing countries in Western and Central Africa. Uh, you know, at UPL, we firmly believe in the power of partnership. So this year, we launched the Rice Risk Coalition. And this is meant to invite leaders from the public and private sector to join our efforts to solve the value chain challenges and accelerate Africa rice self-sufficiency. We, aim, we, aim, we are aiming to develop productive partnership uh, with each organization, each organization in uh, the, uh, the comparative advantages to be able to solve the main challenges, pain point faced by farmers, faced by rice off-takers, rice millers, and uh, to be able to provide enough quality rice at the better price to African rice consumer. Thank you. Thank you. So Roop, you mentioned about India's uh, rice production, uh, but what is UPL uh, doing in India to improve farmer productivity, resilience and livelihoods? UPL in particular has been very instrumental in this journey. Uh, UPL uh, is doing many uh, programs and supporting the farmer to make them uh, resilient and uh, in improve their productivity and their income. So few examples are like uh, Pronutuva package. This package helps farmer to uh, go with the programmed approach in a particular crop where they have a full guidance from the UPL and the products and they get a schedule because it is important for a good yield to achieve, to, to, to have a schedule for uh, applying different uh, inputs. So Prontiva is the one which is increasing a farmer's yield, in increasing their income. And the other one is uh, these farm services or farm mechanization because day by day labor shortage is there and labor, labor cost is increasing day by day. And this is again, putting pressure on uh, uh, the income. I mean, if more uh, uh, money is, is spent on produce then the income will reduce automatically. So UPL is supporting the farmers in a big way through these machines on very nominal cost. They are saving a lot of time the quality of spray is very nice and they are saving a lot of money on these operations. UPL is uh, the company which is providing very quality products at very affordable cost. So again, reducing, reducing the cost of production for the cost of uh, input for the farmer. And uh, this is how it is happening because of the local manufacturing. And uh, all the producers are comparatively very cost-effective to the farmer 
thus it is supporting the farmer in a big way. Some unique programs by UPL like residue management in north because farmers are facing a lot of challenge in terms of managing the uh, rice residue after harvest and UPL is working in collaboration with uh, ICR which is Indian Council of uh, Agriculture Research to manage this uh, crop residue rather than burning it and creating pollution. UPL is helping to spray one decomposer and this is how uh, the farmer is getting benefit in terms of soil health. The quality of uh, soil will increase, it will save a lot of nutrients and again the main problem of, of uh, pollution is getting mitigated by this. So this is a great uh, initiative by uh, UPL. There is another initiative by UPL, which is uh, helping the farmer to teach them how to grow the rice with less water and how to reduce the carbon emission, which is a big thing for, for, for rice growing areas. So overall, UPL is the company which stands with Indian farmer to increase their productivity, reduce cost of production and help them with quality products overall. Right. Uh, what are the main challenges of facing rice growers in your region, Abdulal? Uh, thank you. Thank you, Swarvi. Uh, I would talk about, I would touch base on the two main challenges. The first one is for availability and accessibility to quality rice seed with high growth potential, resilience to the main biotic and abiotic stresses. We have drought, uh, flood, and iron toxicity, uh, rice, yellow metal virus blast, but also uh, that have uh, rice uh, variety that have good cooking and palatability attribute to be able to have sufficient market demand. So uh, at UPL, we are working uh, at the of a very suitable OP variety production and distribution to farmers. On the other end, we noted also that in Africa, there is very low level of hybridization, less than 1%. And uh, uh, yield are uh, selling around 2.2 metric ton per hectare. This is very poor and the lowest in the world. So we think that uh, hybrid rice technologies will be the game changer to unlock productivity and profitability and able to realize the continent rice efficiency agenda. So at uh, UPL, we are leveraging on the uh, UPL company Advanta, a, a good package of, uh, of uh, a good portfolio of hybrid rice seed to, to, able, to be able to introduce, to, to make trial and introduce those seed to the different countries. At this moment, we are implementing a network of demonstration plot throughout eight countries in, in West and Central Africa to be able to expose farmers to a value added of the hybrid technologies compared to the conventional variety. So that we can see, and then uh, we can appreciate the value and be able to, to, to uptake it. Uh, uh, the second, the second uh, 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 pain point is high, high weight pressure. 
you know, uh, in the uh, uh, rice-growing uh, ecology environment, farmers are increasing facing the resistance of some weed to the mainstream and besides they are they have been using, and. Uh, 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 the uh, cost of labor also is increasing because there is labor shortage for manual weeding. There is no accessibility of mechanical weeder in, in, uh, in Africa. So farmers are mainly relying on herbicide to be able to, to, to effectively manage weed. So at UPL, we introduce an innovative propanel-free herbicide that is called Cresal. It's very propanel-free and also a very flexible in terms of application. So the window of application is large enough to enable farmer to, 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 uh, to apply. So we are, are also introducing this new uh, uh, technology, this new uh, product to the network of rice farmers across different ecologies in West and Central Africa so that we can see how this product can help them solve these pain points about high, high weight pressure. And to, uh, we are receiving very interesting feedback from the farmer who have been exposed to this, uh, this, this uh, innovative product in, in, in West and Central Africa. So Randy, uh, while we're talking about the challenges and earlier you spoke about innovative products and Abir also yeah. touched upon it, um, how are these digital tools helping the rice sector meet the needs of our growing population, which is estimated to reach almost 10 billion by 2050? Yes, uh, it is a very interesting question uh, because like uh, India, Indonesia also has a big population. So it means that we need more rice production. And then because of that, uh, UPL tried to provide the technology and then we have known that now is an information technology era. So there are so many, or we can say huge information spreading in our uh, media, in our phone, in our uh, laptop, in our TV. So it means that we need to have, uh, we need to find a proper or right information that can help us in our agriculture. So uh, UPL try here, and now is uh, PADI XPR. Here we try to provide uh, the best solution, the best information to the farmer, not only the farmer, all the student, the researcher, and then it uh, hopefully it can uh, attract also for the millennial generation, X generation, Z generation. Because why? Because nowadays uh, agriculture is not really attractive for them, right? So hopefully with this kind of digital tool, uh, maybe like a G generation or S generation, they are really, really used to have a smartphone in their hand. And then maybe we can like change the game with this useful, useful application, right? So with PADI XPR, they can also learn about uh, the, the paddy, yeah, how to manage our paddy field with a good production, how to manage our field clean from the weed. So this is very, very useful app and it can help very much for our increment for our uh, productivity of the rice. So it can help us uh, make a sufficient uh, food for our uh, next generation. and. Hopefully for 10 billion also, it can uh, have a 
contribute as well. Thank you. Roop, uh, what social, political, and environmental factors have enabled countries in Asia to dominate the rice sector, especially as production has stalled in other parts of the world? Yeah, it's interesting. So Asia produces almost 90% of total rice production in the world. So this shows the dominance of Asia. And this is because of socially our generations have been surviving over a couple of you know centuries on this crop uh, in 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 these countries not only a food grain but it's a part of culture especially if i talk about uh, india in particular so this is a i mean you will see rice everywhere where you have any auspicious thing so this is treated more than merely a food grain so it is very much involved in each and everything in our social life. And uh, if I talk about the diet of Asians, so Asia depends on rice, basically. And we must grow what we eat. This is how we have to grow more and more rice. And with this thought, the Asia is leading in the world and having its dominance. In future also, the population of Asia is increasing by 1.8% per year. And this again, this prediction gives us indication that we have to produce more and more rice to feed our populations in the future also. So these are the social implications and the factors which make this reason dominance in rice production. If I talk politically, so rice is very essential for food security of any Asian country and government is always very agile to have eye on this. They have to ensure that rice production should be on top priority to feed the current need as well as the future need of the local population. The other thing which impact politically this because uh, the, in these democracies in Asian reason, the political nerve is held by the farmers and the rural background. So government will always support for farmers to have hold politically on, on their region. So they will always support uh, rice production in terms of providing them all the inputs, especially fertilizer, felicitating them with the water availability with construction of many uh, irrigation projects. And this is how uh, Asia is uh, number one and it's having dominance in uh, rice production. Environmentally, Asia is made for rice, I would say, because the warm and humid environment is very supportive to rice production. And especially countries like ASEAN and Southern part of India, we have even two or three uh, rice uh, seasons, predominantly two seasons. So this is how environmentally this is very suitable. So in short, if I say uh, human is a machinery, so rice is a fuel for Asian population. Thank you. Having said that, uh, Abdullah, how can the private sector support governments and establish meaningful PPPs that help further the agenda? Okay. Uh, you know, in, uh, in Africa, many countries have uh, successfully developed the multi-year rice sector development strategies. And for this, 
more private sector involvement to realize this strategy are encouraged. So at UPL, we were able to meet high level authorities. In Africa, in West Africa, we met with five ministers of agriculture and I even signed MOU with uh, some of them. So this is uh, a meant to learn UPL, a long-standing uh, expertise and also leverage on our, our comprehensive portfolio solution of, of seed, crop protection, uh, crop nutrition solution to support the different countries in the implementation of the national rice sector development strategy. How we are doing that? We are doing that through uh, integrated uh, rice offer, working with uh, uh, the stakeholder, let's take uh, a rice miller, uh, rice of taker with a network of uh, farmers who are supplying them to be able to facilitate farmers' access to quality seed, quality crop protection, and quality crop nutrition solution, but also training to be able to apply efficiently those products. At the end of the day, they will be able to unlock productivity, prof profitability, and they will be able to provide enough quality and quantity of rice to those rice millers who are, uh, many of them are unable to run, to operationalize their line for, for even four or five, five months a year. So for this partnership, we are equipping farmers with the right knowledge, giving them uh, the, the, the right input to unlock productivity, production, profitability, and at the end of the day, enough quantity of rice. Millers are having enough quantity of rice to be able to operationalize the line throughout the year to, to create more job and be, be able to, at the end of the day, to provide to consumer good quality rice. So this, we already kick-started this integrated rice program in, in Mali, uh, doing the same for Ivory Coast, and we are in a uh, good, uh, good action to develop it for the other countries in, in West and Central Africa. So this is how we are working with different governments, but also with the different private sector, the rice hub, rice optickers, rice millers, and reaching the network of farmers, developing a sustainable sourcing relationship, and to be able to, to provide quality product to the end market, to the consumer. So Randy, uh, since you have been leading projects and initiatives uh, regarding digi digital tools and uh, innovative products at UPL, what policies and technologies would you like to see in the next decade uh, that, that will help the rice sector to prosper and thrive? Okay, um, first of all, we have to understand that uh, during this pandemic, uh, agriculture is the one of the sector that can still there yeah? and then increasing. Why? Because uh, whatever we have, uh, what, what condition we have, uh, people still need food, right? So uh, I hope government realize with this kind of condition, so government can have uh, many, many programs or yeah, I see, I say many countries from the uh, governments can have uh, like a uh, more technology or more uh, what we call it motivate us as the young generation 
to give uh, more ideas to to provide the technology for agriculture and then also for the drone application maybe you have known about this drone application is now booming in southeast asia country wherever in south asia country drone is coming uh, especially for indonesia also we have drone application but maybe some countries uh, don't have any proper rules yeah how to make or how to use this kind of drone yeah because some security reasons something like that so hopefully at uh, future years we have uh, proper rules how to we how to make how to get the drone how to use the drone so farmer will have uh, proper and uh, good or methodology for uh, doing the, his cultivation and then also other technology that uh, really really suitable for country wise maybe some country like indonesia not really advanced like uh, india or japan or china so uh, each government should uh, know or understand uh, each country so it's like country wise country so it will have a very good technology that really really sweet with the traditional of each country of india Thank you, Abdullah, Roop, Randy, for your insights into UPL's global work to help the global rice sector and its farmer prosper and thrive. For the full series of UPL Insights episodes, follow UPL Global on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.